Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your nerd! <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. I'm Andrew Todd, and in this episode of The Nerd Degree, entitled The Texas Brainsaw Massacre, we'll be looking at horror in all its forms, uh, although probably not quite all its forms, because I realized halfway through writing the show that horror is an extremely broad subject. Um, so if you're Craven Craven, or if you're raring for a scaring, or if you uh, might care for a nightmare, this is... <laughs> This is the comedy panel show for you. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have we have two teams of nerds. Um, uh, start. I, I'd like I'd like them to introduce themselves uh, with with their name and uh, if there was to be a horror movie made uh, with you as the the central villain or monster, what would it what it would be called? Uh, starting on my right. Uh, my name's Erin Harrington. I'm a lecturer at the University of Canterbury, and um, I've got a PhD in horror film. So, so I'm really looking. No pressure. For, so I'm really looking forward to be abjectly um, embarrassed at my inability to answer trivia questions tonight. That'd be good. Um, and in terms of horror films, I'm, I'm not sure about the name, but I'd be one of those characters in one of those gothic horror films about a woman who goes slowly mad in a house mm. by herself, and in fact is maybe dead. All along, um, <laughs> spoiler, much much like my life, mm. I think. So. Could be Professor Death. Yes, very yes. good. Um, hello, um, my name is Emma Cousden. I'm an improviser and a comedian and an actor here in Christchurch, soon to be a secondary teacher as well. Um, I know and that is the biggest horrifying thing. <laughs> I'm soon to be unleashed upon your youth. Um, yeah, so I don't know, maybe like scary teacher too. Because um, the second one's always mm-hmm. better than the first one, right? Is it? Is it? The teacher is it really? Is it? Yeah. We'll find out. Um, and uh, together your, your team is called? Uh, the Final Girl Power. Yeah. Nice. I was, mm. I was sipping cold quarters, mm. yeah. Yep. Yep, sorry. Uh, very good. Yeah. Um, and on my left. Uh, my name is Jeff Clark. I am a uh, writer, comedian, and comic book collector. And uh, my, 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 uh, my, my horror movie villain would be simply called Punhead. Oh. Yeah, true. It's <laughs> a pun, Jeff. Yeah, That's I would, amazing. I would basically stalk my prey by saying bad puns <laughs> to them until they killed themselves <laughs> <laughs> to escape me. It's so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm Andrew Keppel, and by day I'm a flash animator, and by night I am a flesh reanimator. Oh, that's good. That's, that's the title of my flesh movie. reanimator. Great, yeah. nice. great. And uh, together, your team name is Halloween. <laughs> so, final girl power and Halloween. Uh, we also have uh, in the booth we have uh, an announcer, um, uh, Mr. Ben Allen. Uh, how are you doing today, Ben? You should never have come here. Uh, I'll take that as a as a great thanks. Um, so Ben will be you'll be you'll be keeping score for us, uh, won't you, Ben? Indubitably. Great. Um, so first up uh, to decide, our our first round is called a nerd quotient, um, and to decide who goes first, uh, can you roll for initiative? Oh no! Or use I... a cell phone to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I, or we I can we can edit time. this part of the show out and just arbitrarily pick one. Roll dice. It's gone. Paper, scissors, rock. Oh, 
Eighteen. Oh. <laughs> almost twenty. Oh. Five. <laughs> <laughs> of October. Did you kill So, Final Girl Power gets the first question. Um, so, everybody knows that uh, Halloween is the 31st. But why might the next Halloween also uh, be described as the first, third, and eleventh of October, or just? I didn't say that. <laughs> the first, third, and eleventh of anything, mm. of scary things. Of why movies. might the next Halloween be labelled as the first, third, and eleventh? Is it? Is it? Is it the next Halloween movie as the eleventh movie, but the first with a new character and the third with a something, 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 something? Oh, very close. I'll give something, you something, something nearly maximum always, points for that. Always the, um, the best way. Uh, to does I, Jeff, I see your hand poised Lugosi-like over your bell. <laughs> yes, uh, it's, it's, it's another reboot, um, but it's the third movie to be directed or produced by Rob Zombie? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> um no, uh, it's so uh, it's it is a, it is the third uh, start of a Halloween franchise. Oh, the third restart. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah. it's a, yet another Halloween reboot. Um, obviously, the first one directed by John Carpenter. The second, re- uh, the first reboot, but the second start of the franchise <laughs> by Rob Zombie. Um, and this will be the eleventh film um, in the series, uh, depending on how you uh, look at it. Who's the director? Uh, they have not announced one yet, but John Carpenter uh, himself is set to produce the project and active, act as creative consultant. He says, uh, 38 years after the original Halloween, I'm going to help to try and make the 10th sequel the scariest of them all. Uh, time will tell. <laughs> um, very good. Uh, Halloween. what's the cheapest kind of baby? <laughs> Cheapest kind of baby. Keeping in the mind that this is, this is uh, this is this is this is a horror show. What is the cheapest kind of baby? <clears throat> cheapest kind of baby. And there is a specific value that you can place on it. Would it be Rosemary's baby? She was the cheapest because it, it cost uh, the soul. A soul seems like a high <laughs> price to pay. Jeff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know how only, much you value only yours. Eight grams. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it's, it's not the answer I'm looking for. Is it a bargain bin copy of Baby the Lost Dinosaur, which you can get for like a dollar at the warehouse? Um, you've got the price right, mm-hmm. um, but the title's wrong. Uh, uh, I'll throw it over to you. So, so the cheapest baby's a dollar. dollar? Yep. Is it a dead baby? I don't know. It's just a horror. It might be a dead baby. Uh, it's not a dead baby. Um, well, like funeral costs are pretty expensive. I don't yeah. think they would be a cheap baby. No, that'd be an expensive baby. Be yeah, like um, ten grand. Baby, baby. Ruth. <laughs> uh, baby, baby Ruth probably costs about. like probably costs a couple bucks. Okay. Like yeah. Anyway, um, the the answer is uh, a dollar baby, uh, actually. Which um, uh, kind of that. so Stephen King um, oh, has written an enormous amount of fiction, and <laughs> amongst like most of them have been optioned or turned into films. Um, but there are a lot of short stories that are labeled as dollar babies, which he will uh, sell the rights to uh, for a non-commercial adaptation for one dollar. Uh, there have been a number of student filmmakers and aspiring filmmakers and theater practitioners who have made dollar babies um, into short films or, or, or student films, um, one of whom was Frank Darabont, who went on to make uh, The Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile, and The Mist, all based on... Uh, Mm-hmm. Stephen King properties. So, uh, so that that was quite a while ago. Does dollar baby not go up in terms of inflation for dollar inflation, yeah. baby inflation? Um, baby I inflation. believe. 
I believe uh, the, this is this is the Stephen King dollar, which okay. uh, has has remained stable. Is, is it like one of those those comedy kind of fake dollars you get at like a fast food place, but with Stephen King's face on the front? Yeah, of it? Oh my yeah. God. yeah. But wow. if you if you try to make a million dollar baby, Stephen King comes mm. and breaks your neck. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't quite quite written that many stories. Mm. Um, amongst the titles available are the the Ballad of the Flexible Bullet. The man who would not shake hands. <laughs> uh, That's like every man today. <laughs> my pretty pony, and <laughs> that, that one's surely waiting for. And that feeling you can only say what it is in French. Yeah. Uh, so if you're, which if you're, is, <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking to make something based on Stephen King, uh, you can do it. You just can't make make any money off it. Um. um so, who's question? That was your question. Yes. Um, so, uh, final girl power. Um, mm. We all know the internet turns ordinary people into screaming, raging assholes. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> how did it turn a twelve-year-old into a murderer? Is it is Slenderman? Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, like Slenderman? <laughs> what was it? Oh no! But that was fourteen-year-old girls, wasn't it? Were they fourteen? Like, like two yeah. girls killing I'll give their you, mates. I'll give you half points that Slenderman. they're. You're on the right track. So is there it a creepy pasta type thing? Yes, uh, yeah. there were two Wisconsin girls who stabbed and nearly killed a classmate, yes. uh, claiming to have done it on the so, orders so of Slenderman. So they didn't Slenderman. convert the killing; yeah. it was only kind of yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the probably the best known uh, of these of creepy pasta related crimes. Uh, but believe it or not, there are more. Um, mm. And there was one that resulted in a murder last uh, last July. Oh. Anyone? Was that someone who got, uh, I'm guessing a 12-year-old murdered someone as a result of creepypasta? Uh, well done, Jeff. Yeah. Well done, Jeff. I'll, give you, I'll give you a single solitary point for Yay. repeating what I said. Um, yeah, so, it's like um, Stephen King. Yeah, um, and a, a 12-year-old girl uh, in Indiana was arrested for uh, stabbing and killing her stepmother, which oh she God. claimed to do at the command of Laughing Jack. In fairness, the stepmother was a witch. Mm. Um, uh, Laughing Jack uh, resembles a deranged and pointy-nosed clown. He's said to kill children, uh, but he wins their trust first before uh, disemboweling them and filling their corpses with candy. Um, oh, human pinatas. Yeah. The girl claimed to have heard Jack speaking to her long before the crime was committed. Um, she was later diagnosed with dissociative uh, identity disorder, um, and uh, a juvenile court has uh, ordered her uh, to be placed into a mental institution for proper care. That's that's not very funny. It's not very funny. That is basically. But this funny. is a horror show. I also yeah. don't know if no, I no, call no, her a is... screaming asshole, but like. <laughs> You know. This is this is basically that this is basically the opening five minutes of the horror film that we made about her. <laughs> like for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> like she will disassociate yeah. and and see Jack and like in, in ten years she'll escape from the mental institution. Yeah. There will be a, a series of clown related mm. crimes, <laughs> and then it will be made into a movie. Possibly working title. Uh, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and then, and then, in thirty-eight years' time, after rolling around in my giant bucket of cash, mm. I'm going to come in and oversee the eleventh film in the series. Absolutely, yes. it's going to be amazing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> great, great. Uh, so, uh, Halloween. Yes. Uh, next question: How did Germany's greatest? We're into real-life horrors now. Oh, so, real-life horrors. Yeah. How okay. did Germany's greatest horror put an end to France's greatest horror? Germany's greatest horror. That would have to be Hitler, wouldn't it? Yeah. France's greatest horror. France's be be greatest real horror. careful when you start making jokes be about bad, this. Bad, <laughs> bad hygiene. 
Like, did they make did they make France more con- more concerned about personal hygiene? Is that what it was? That is not the answer I'm no. looking for. Okay. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. The French rail system ran more efficiently. No. Uh, uh, this is this is specifically a a, a, a cultural cultural uh, icon of horror um, in France that was uh, uh, shut down following uh, World War Two. Was this the? Um, oh. oh no, that wasn't made of the Grand Guignol. Shut down in the sixties. Uh, that is. Well, the, the, that well, is the well, answer. Well, no, the Grand Guignol <laughs> shut down for the Theatre de Grand Guignol in Paris. Shut down for a couple of years during World War Two, but then reopened and did all right for a little bit, but limped along and then shut down in the um, in the sixties. Absolutely, I'll give you full points. I'll give uh, Halloween half points for that. Um, the Grand Guignol, which was a, it was a theatre known for its um, visceral, gore-filled horror shows. They also did comedies and things as well. They, they, did, they weren't just comedies, they were sex comedies. Yeah, they were like they erotic like, sex farces. Yeah, they would like, <laughs> like pair their horror shows with like comedies, so you'd, uh, I, I guess, as a palate cleanser or yeah, something. Yeah, they'd do up to five a night and alternate between scary, sexy, scary, sexy, <laughs> so that by the end you weren't quite sure how you felt. <laughs> it's just like my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, just, just, yeah. um, but uh, yes, it closed in 1962, and its final final director um, said that we could uh, that before the war, everyone felt that what was happening on stage was impossible. Now that we now we know that these things and worse are possible in reality. Mm. Um, dark. Yes, very dark. Uh, uh, carrying on to the next question, this is for uh, final girl power. Which which uh, real life terror was recently discovered lurking beneath the waves? Was you like sharks, Andrew? Is this a shark question? It sounds like it's going to be a shark question, but I would say it's not a shark. Or is this question. like a giant, massive, colossal squid question? Oh my gosh, if it's a colossal squid question, I am going to wet my seat. I love colossal squid. Um, well, you, your seat is safe. Yay! Oh, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the answer squid. is actually inside the question which real life terror was recently discovered lurking be- below the waves? Real life lurking waves beneath. Uh, well, you said uh, I'll, I'll, a giant I'll flip wave. This, this yeah. over. It was a recent um, uh, discovery of something that was long up, lost. They dredge up Megatron from under the ocean. Or... <laughs> was it one of those things? This is this is kind of like horrifying as opposed to actual horror. The the discovery over sort of recent times of massive underwater waves that kind of go up and down at really really um, deep. Depths. Are we talking uh, terror, T-E-R-R-O-R, or T-E-R-A, as in terror as in land discovered beneath the waves? Uh, we're talking terror. Terror, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, so that I'm sorry that to pun. shit all over that answer. <laughs> That's okay. If it's under the waves, it'll just dissipate. Um, <laughs> is, it some, is, is it some like Lovecraftian lurking dark type giant squid-faced horror from the void? Well, there were, there were questions as to whether it might be. Um, it's oh, the, the <laughs> answer was an oil um, disaster, was that it? Uh, no, it wasn't. The, oh. the answer is actually The Terror, uh, which um, was a ship uh, that was sent uh, to find the Northwest Passage in 1845 um, alongside the Erebus, and the entire expedition of both ships was lost, 129 men, um, and nobody knew quite what happened to them for quite some time. And that's what happens when you call your ship the time. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's like, get the champagne, yeah. <laughs> cancel out calling her Bessie. We're going to the terror. We're going to go I, with I, the I terror. call it like the SS Buoyant. I, I, I want to call it the, the SS... Optimism. I want to call it the SS Horrified Starving Cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so they, uh, the recently, this year, um, it was, the wreck was discovered um, in Terror Bay. Oh. Um, uh, nearly, which is, weirdly is uh, 60 miles from where they thought the, the ship had sunk. Um, uh, so they could have just looked in the, the obvious place, yeah. Terror yeah, Bay. Right. They, were, um, they got the location of it from locals who'd still been um, using sort of oral histories of mm. what had happened. And, yeah. and all those signs that said the terror, go to Terror <laughs> Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 minutes walk that way. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was found uh, with, uh, its masts were broken, but um, all of its hatches were closed, everything was stowed, um, and all the glass panes were still intact. Um, how, do, how do we think the, the people died? There were many theories. Um, Dan Simmons wrote a book cl- saying it was a monster uh, from um, uh, like Inuit mythology. They died of terror. No. <laughs> um, Starvation. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very, it's very basic. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, starvation. It's, it's uh, pneumonia, tuberculosis, starvation, scurvy, hypothermia. Oh, so one um, of the top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they found they found some bones that that yeah. sort of suggested that they'd, they'd eaten each other. Yeah. Um, Cannibalism. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, everything that can go wrong on a uh, so uh, just the huge, expedition. Really. Yeah. Um, some yeah. other ships. Uh, some there's actually a number of uh, prominent vessels that have never been found, um, including the uh, Santa Maria, uh, which uh, Christopher Columbus um, uh, claimed to have discovered America on, um, uh, the Endurance, which was uh, Shackleton's ship, which was trapped in ice and sank, Um, the HMS Endeavour, which um, was Captain Cook's vessel that he sailed to New Zealand on, Um, and uh, you mentioned sharks before. Um, What shark-related ship has never been found uh, in in its resting place in the Pacific Ocean. I don't know any real shark-related oh, ships. Is it I'm... like a prop ship from Jaws? Like, did they take the ship well, out is, there and blow it up? It is it actually sank? mentioned in Jaws. I only know oh, pretend oh, sharks. Is, is it the, a, one the, where the smaller young... boat? Yeah. No, no, no. It's like he's talking about it when he's on... He's telling them because he's got an injury from... Sharks biting, I can't remember the name, but that is the reference. That is the correct reference as well. It's the USS Indianapolis. They're which, like, um, fucking knew it was, that. It was uh, delivering components for the first atomic bomb, and it successfully did that mm. before being torpedoed in half. Uh, 300 people went down with the ship, mm. and 900 were left on the surface, uh, 300 of whom uh, were then eaten by sharks. Yeah. Uh, there's a really shitty looking movie about it coming out starring Nicolas Cage. Oh. <laughs> Nicolas Cage! Oh. Uh, mm. But uh, they believe that they believe that they may have located where it is. Um, it's in extreme depths, and National Geographic is going to look for it next I, year. I really hope the tagline for that movie is "Shark Cage." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, Who seriously it's... employs this guy, though? Like, <laughs> I, Nicholas Cage I is amazing. No one, no one <laughs> seriously Cage employs. is a singular actor with a fine history of roles. I want to make a, a movie about a, a historical moment, and I want to put a lot of heart and soul in it, and then I'm going to cast Nicolas Cage. That's like... Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage has rent to pay, okay? Edmund Hillary. And <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, um, I'm so insulted. Where are we now? Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, who, who had that question initially? I can't remember. I think it was um, us. Yeah, so... Um, of time. Uh, Falloween. Yes. Why is Star Trek such a good second course to human penis? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
why is Star Trek such a good second course to Hugh and Penis? I'm so pleased. Mm. I mean, it specifically, is on uh, specifically seasoned and and uh, <laughs> uh, well, season one and, and season cooked. two of Star Trek are on Netflix now. <laughs> seasoned um, and cooked human penis is where I was going with that. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in they're in the the DVD extras of the massive box set that came out last year. Right. <laughs> Why is it a second? Because you get to boldly go where no man can ever go now that his penis has been chopped off. Uh, it's a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's two good points for that. Yeah. Uh, you can have one point for that, um, uh, if I'm generous. Uh, <laughs> final girl power? Sorry, can um, you ask, ask the question ask again? The question again. Uh, why is Star Trek such a good second course to uh, human penis? So we start dinner with human penis, we have a dinner mm-hmm. party, mm. we get people around, we like um, arrange it on a plate, 70s style, there's some kind of jelly like, like salad thing. Cheese cubes sit around. Yes. On like, on like toothpicks. <laughs> on orange, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then after dinner, we all sit down and watch Star Trek, yeah? Uh, sort of. Um, there was, there was, uh, there was a person uh, who... Uh, was it a cannibal who really ca- liked yes. Star Trek? Mm. Is it the German cannibal who... Shit, what was his name? Oh. Um, who'd get people round. He's, he's the one who's taken the piss out of in, um, the IT crowd. Who had, oh, who had a relationship with a guy who he ate consensually. And they yep. slowly went through bit by bit. And he would um, knock him out using like wine and drugs and this and that. And then part of the issue to do with the actual prosecution was, yeah, but he, he said I could. Mm. And they only found him much later on, months and months and months, and they found this guy packaged up inside his freezer. Yeah, uh, that's totally correct. You yes. gave me way more detail than I was <laughs> expecting to get. That was amazing. Um, yeah, uh, so this guy, uh, Armin, Armin Mew, is, um, put, an, put an ad online uh, asking for, quote, oh. A well-built 18 to 30-year-old. And, and also, Ooh. can I say that he got caught because he put another ad online for another guy. And the <laughs> FBI, like, found him and hunted him down and then found all this remains from the first guy. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so he put, he put an ad looking for a well-built 18 to 30-year-old to be slaughtered and then consumed. Um, he got a number of <laughs> respondents. Uh, and then he settled on uh, Bernd Brande who uh, allowed uh, Mewids to cut off his penis. Um, apparently it was too chewy at first, so they fried it up with some salt and pepper and garlic uh, and some, some human fat. Uh, they filmed it all, which seems like a really stupid thing to do uh, in this kind of uh, situation. Was this pre-YouTube, though? Um, it was what, 2001, so yeah. It was yeah, it's pre- pre-YouTube, so um, it's just between friends. But it. the Star Trek yeah. connection comes yeah. in because they, uh, they filmed it all, and then uh, court officials who saw the, fil- the, the film footage uh, say that Mew is then, after having uh, eaten the penis, uh, sat, b- sat back and read a Star Trek book for hours while Brandes lay bleeding to death in the bathtub. Uh, so a great day. Jeez, that's grim. I, I, I do not know the details. Um, but he, uh, he, you know, if if it was a novelization of like <clears throat> the Final Frontier, then that guy was seriously messed up. Mm. <laughs> um, he then uh, consumed the body over the next ten months. Uh, he ground up his bones to use his flour. Uh, so he's very much a fee fi fo fum. Yeah, I say. Yeah. Uh, he Oof. later became a vegetarian in jail. <laughs> Um, just to end up, just to end off this round, um, uh, I have the top twenty uh, phobias in front of me here, um, and can I'll give a point to every of the top twenty phobias that either of you teams can give me. Spiders, clowns, Wait, heights. One at a time. <laughs> uh, spiders is number one. Heights. 
Uh, yes, that's number Browns. three. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll have you. I'll have you. I'll have you ding in, please. Birds. Yes, uh, that's number sixteen. Darkness. Uh, I need to look through my list. Um, <laughs> there, there's like twenty of them. Uh, darkness is not on my Ooh. list. Uh, sorry. Mirrors. Mirrors. Uh, no, I'm afraid not. Fear itself. Fear itself. Uh, no, that is further down the list, I'm afraid. Okay. Being alone. Uh, yes, that's number 14, monophobia. Speaking in public. Uh, yes, that's number 13. Claustrophobia. Uh, fear of claustrophobia? Oh, but or... being be in enclosed spaces or buried alive. Or uh, yes, that's number seven. Being in open spaces. Uh, yeah, that's actually number four. What? Uh, be, being in open or crowded spaces. Uh, uh, agoraphobia. Um, fear of children. Uh, no, I'm they should be. <laughs> fear of cheese products that aren't actually recognisable as cheese, like cheese in a can, or those like little peely slices oh, of cheese. Peely slices. Just sorry, uh, sorry, that's number twenty-one. <laughs> Any more? Did we say fear of death yet? Uh, no, we didn't. Bizarrely, oh uh, that's number twelve. Snakes. Uh, snakes is number two. Dogs! Uh, dogs is number five. Yes. Cats. Uh, cats is not in the top 20 because cats rats. are fucking awesome. Yeah. Rats. Uh, rats also not in the top 20. Bats. <laughs> uh, the fear of words that rhyme with uh, cats is not... Uh, no, I'm sorry, sorry. The number 13? Uh, the number 13 What's is... Triscodecophobia. Triscodecophobia uh, is not in the top 20. Germs! Uh, germs, yes. Uh, number eight. Trump being elected. Uh, I feel as though that's that will have rocketed to the top of the list since this list was published. Strangers. Stranger Ooh. danger. Stranger danger. Nope. Sorry. Oh, should be. Blood. Ooh. Sorry. Blood. Blood. Uh, no. Oh, needles. Needles. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. It is. Yep. Number 20. That feeling you can only say in French. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, uh, uh, I'll, two, two more chances. Oh, oh. But, um. uh, doctors. Uh, no. Nurses. No. Okay, so, uh, so uh, yeah, so we've, we've uh, number, the ones missed out from the from top 20. Uh, number six, the fear of thunder and lightning. Uh, number nine, the fear of flying. Uh. Number 10, the fear of holes. Wow. <laughs> we've all been there. Uh, then number 11, number 11, cancer. Number 15, the fear of failure. Uh, uh. 17, chickens. <laughs> 18, crowds, and 19, the fear of intimacy. Not even dentists. More intimacy than dentists. That's insane. More intimacy than dentists. Who did they interview? <laughs> People on the hey, internet. This I is like bad family I feud. I don't know who they talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Intimacy. I Great. Come on. Alone. So this brings us to... Uh, so, so, so Ben, uh, how, what are the scores looking like? Can you hear their song? Uh, not until you tell us. Their hunger is so exquisite. <laughs> what what scores do the teams have, Ben? Numbers go the way of all flesh. <laughs> uh, specifically, twenty-one points yeah. to fourteen points. 
in favour of? <laughs> the leader is immaterial. <laughs> Okay, um, so <laughs> next round is called... Um, we'll, we'll find out who's in the lead uh, soon enough. Um, next round is called I Changed My Name by Deadpool. Uh, so horror movies um, have a history of uh, being released under multiple different titles for different regions, different countries. Uh, sh- uh, some of them have like unusual shooting titles or working titles. Um, so I have here a list of... Uh, alternate titles for horror films. Um, so, for in a couple non-horror uh, examples, or Return of the Jedi uh, went as Blue Harvest uh, for its for its uh, shooting period. Lord of the Rings went under the title Jamboree, um, as if it was some kind of scouting movie, I guess. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll I'll just read down this list and just ding in if you think you know what the film is. Star Beast. Alien? Yes. Oh, good one. Um, yes. Yeah. That's, that was impressive. We, we, don't, we don't need applause for every one of these. Um, the Babysitter Murders. Uh, that was no, I, I can't remember. Okay. Hello, Halloween? Yes, it is Halloween. Um, okay. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, the Book of the Dead. Is that Evil Dead? It is Evil Dead. No. Wimpy. 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 Can you give us a year? Uh, it was 1960, I think. Oh, oh Psycho. It is Psycho. Oh. Alfred Hitchcock's Wimpy. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Head Cheese? Head Cheese. <laughs> oh, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes, it oh. is Texas oh. Chainsaw oh. Massacre. Oh. There you go. Um, I don't know how you exactly you know, I work with people who are really into horror movies and I sometimes pick up stuff from what they're saying. Gosh. So. Right, right, right. Um, what else do I have here? Uh, 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 Pacific Air Flight 121. <gasps> snakes on a Plane? It is Snakes on a Plane. Actually, the working title was Snakes on a Plane, uh, <laughs> which is the reason why Samuel L. Jackson agreed to do it. Um, then they were like, we're going to change the title to Pacific Air Flight 121. He was like, No! <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll do we'll do a few more. Um, uh, whew, the woods. There are two possible answers for this. Is um, well, the new Blair Witch Project was teased as the woods. Correct. Wasn't it? Yeah. So was the original one called the woods? Uh, no, no. This is a well? different film altogether. The Triffids. No. <gasps> uh, the Happening. Uh, actually, really close. It was the Village. Uh, uh, um, uh, yes. Um, rabbits. Watership Town. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Night of the Lepus. It is Night of the Lepus. Uh, Watership starring... Down is much scarier. It is. That yeah, is true. And finally, Scary Movie. Scream. Yes, it is Scream. Mm. Uh, congratulations. And then well, the parody of Scream was made under the title Scary Movie. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, that was, and, the, and that was went, the joke of the question. They, yes. they went from Scary Movie to Scary-ish Movie to Hair Movie to... Mm. To how about we do something tonight? To I just want to stay at home. Mm. To uh, not actually a very not actually a bad TV series. Yeah, on good, Netflix. good TV series. Yeah. yeah. Um, some other other ones were uh, Alien Two, which is a, an Italian film called Contamination, um, and uh, Killbots, which is a great title for, but it's a title for a movie that eventually got called Chopping Mall, Aww. which is an even better That's title. Pretty good. Mm. Um, uh, great. Uh, so Ben. Uh, scores after that round. 
The awakening draws nearer. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, round three is called. Is called. And this is a new. This is a new round that I've come up with. It's called normal activity. Uh, so. Uh, so everyone, everyone knows, like, every horror movie killer or monster has, like, tools of the trade that they use. Um, uh, for example, uh, Michael Myers from the Halloween movies has a kitchen knife and overalls and a William Shatner mask. Um, but I'd, I'd, like, I'd like you guys to help uh, find some alternate career paths for these killers. Um, so I'm going to give you a set of items normally used by, by one of these villains. And I'd like you to come up with um, an alternate use for them. So, um, a machete, work boots, and a hockey mask. Well, I think a lot of this has to do just with um, working at a school and being available to um, clean. You know, you know, little children at primary school, they make a lot of mess, and you need to go around and just, like, clean up afterwards and, like, pull back the greenery a little bit. Mm-hmm. You might want to um, coach a team on the side because you're collegial. Yeah, I mean, the, the machete could double as a hockey stick, and hockey's very popular in school these days. So, you know. uh, feels like a dangerous object to take into a hockey no, field. No, you, you, but... can, you can blunt it up. You, you are so, you're saying that as someone who's never been hit by a hockey stick. <laughs> I'm also someone who's never been hit by a machete. Uh, briar patch maintenance. Obviously, you mm. don't want to step on the thorns. You, you want to protect your face, but you want to be able to see. So you just chop away with the machete, yep. and you're perfectly safe. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so I'll give... Oh, I'll give I, I was going to oh. say, also, if you wanted like a, a second career, like, say, preparing sushi, mm. that kind of thing as well, yeah. then, then that mm-hmm. kind of a machete would do you... Really, oh, really don't well. really know oh, where the Canadian teppanyaki restaurant. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, I'll give points for all of those. Um, uh, okay, um, a set of knives, a fedora, and the ability to enter dreams. Okay, this is obviously a terrible street act. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what, I, what I think about this is... is is Freddy Krueger doing a public service by um, going undercover amongst men's rights activists and entering into their dreams and chopping out all the shitty parts of their brains? <laughs> I still feel like I have had a dream that is this shitty street act. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll give points to the uh, to final girl power for that. Um, a uh, a psychology degree, a sensitive palate, and a good wine selection. <laughs> uh, member of the act party. <laughs> I would not be surprised if uh, if they were cannibals as well. Well, given what we keep being told about, you know, university graduates, it's someone who's going to have to go back to the university to get some kind of conversion masters to train to be accountant to become a regular member of society mm. because nobody wants that shit. Yeah. I'm still giving the points to the act party. Um, <laughs> a, a reality TV host. Just, you know, like a master chef or something like that. Oh, yeah, so yeah. You, you know how to make the most cutting remarks to, to really devastate the, the contestants and get the best on-camera oh, breakdowns. But you, but you also got the ability to describe their, uh, their food well. But, yep, but also yep. you could get them to do food challenges whereby you get to read them, like do psychoanalytic readings on the mm. ridiculous, say, for instance, phallic cakes they produce. Mm. Yeah, so well, that could be like the little yeah. truth booth thing. Well, Jenny, I believe that you've made this cake in order to get back at your father. Yeah. And and I don't think he's ever going to your, love your you. Father. Yeah. Your father beans. Yeah, your father. But your father's your father's love can go with this nice Chianti. Yeah. Oh. Because he can't love you anymore. Yeah. Oh. 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 Uh, 
uh, going to the, the classics: body parts, a needle and thread, and electricity. <laughs> a really cool haunted house exhibition. That's too close to horror for me. I think. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, a uh, like modern uh, experimental stem cell research oh. sort of Ooh. like Ooh. Uh, surgeon, or or a modern experimental dance practitioner. Yeah. The grand prize <laughs> at World of Wearable Art. <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, um, yeah. uh, a sh- it sounds like a bodybuilder to me. Yeah. Zinger. We'll do two more. Um, a shower curtain, a wig, and a knife. That's my drag act. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> You can make yourself a little craft Trump jellyfish. <laughs> the wig and then the tendrils of the shark. Uh, and finally, um, uh, a bed, pea soup, and an unnaturally flexible neck. That's, that again is, I think, a reality TV cooking show. <laughs> or, or an act on, like, uh, Abilene Dance Company Dance Mums. Like, some of those dance routines are pretty effed up. A really popular YouTube video. It's true. Oh, yeah, the modern-day cam girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gross. Gross, but I'll give it points anyway. Yeah. Um, great. Thanks for that. Ben, uh, <laughs> how are you feeling, Ben? You would be wise to cast aside such squalid terrestrial concerns at this, the hour of the black dawn. Cool. Uh, so, uh, we're at round four now. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so there's like an internal I, horror film happening I feel like, here. Yeah, I feel like there is, there is a horror movie happening behind me in the voice booth. Um, but I think, I think this round will appeal to you, Ben. Uh, how do you feel about that? Swell. Um, so this round is called Bad for Your Elf. Um, and uh, who won the uh, the the coin toss at the start? The um, they did, was, eighteen. Yeah. Um, so I'll give this to. Um, uh, so so I've got lists of um, uh, short stories oh, um, or or no- novels or novellas written by H.P. Lovecraft, oh. the legendary, brilliant, and kind of racist character of the Cthulhu mythos, mm-hmm. uh, known for stories of arcane madness, unspeakable monsters, and dire atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of his works include At the Mountains of Madness, The Call of Cthulhu, Herbert West Reanimator, uh, and The Dunwich Horror. So uh, from that list, I'd like, I'd like you to either read out um, an item from that list or make one up that sounds like it could be from that list. Okay. And uh, Halloween, I'd like you guys to tell us if it is real or fake. Uh, and uh, depending on, on what you say, um, either team get a point. And when you when you deliver these, uh, I'd like you to deliver them in um, in an appropriately horrific tone of voice, okay. uh, just to just to maximize their sure. impact. The cats of Ulthar. The cats of Ulthar. Yeah, that would be real. Yeah, that's real. It is real. Mm. Uh, mm. Yes. Mm, good. Uh, it, uh, Lovecraft was a legendary fan of cats. Huh. Uh, uh, he just didn't like black people. Um, <laughs> what about black cats? Uh, probably did like them, I'd okay. say. Yeah. The shrub. Shrub. Spooky. I mean, said like that, it is spooky, but I don't think it was an actual Lovecraft. Okay. He would have been more hedge. 
Orange. <laughs> fake. Uh, that is fake. Um, he wasn't quite hedge-oriented, but... Uh... Yeah. The shrinking terror of four-tree hell. The shrinking terror. See, I, I think Lovecraft liked things to get bigger. The, the, the you know, engorging terror of Love Tree Hell. Um, which immediately takes on a yeah, Which immediately takes on a different connotation, but maybe he, maybe he uh maybe All he, gaze upon it go mad. Yeah, absolutely. Shrinking terror of Love Tree Hell. I'd say fake, but yeah, fake. That's fake. It's totally made up. Um uh, Final Girl Power. The terrible old man. <laughs> I'd say that would probably be true. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. t- title that hides the horror in the story, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, yeah that's uh, Screw that you, Jeff. true. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a story called The Terrible Old Man. He also wrote a story called The Very Old Folk. <laughs> uh, so he's just, got a th- he's just got a thing in for, for old yeah. people. Who doesn't? Do a couple, do okay. a couple more. The moon bog. The moon bog. Oh, it's got to be real. Oh, <laughs> the moon wouldn't have a bog. It's oh, no. made of cheese. It would have whey. Yeah. Um, well, that's what they thought back then, didn't they? Yeah. So I'd, I'd say fake. Uh, the moon bog is is totally real. That's oh, real. Uh, yes, uh, I'm afraid. Uh, both both the moon and bogs feature prominently in a I'm lot sure of uh, Lovecraft work. Uh, and and one more. The lurking fear. Yeah. I mean, what kind of fear is that? Well, it's the fear that lurks. No, I think it's like fear is in a. The feeling of fear that lurks near you and is is still doing that, so lurking. lurking. Um, and then fear would be the feeling that you have with the, with the lurking. So it lurks <laughs> in you and it lurks. Or it could be an external fear that lurks near you. Or an internal fear. How much longer can you talk around the subject, Jeff, <laughs> well, uh, without actually delivering an answer? Because I think it's real. It is real. Yeah. Uh, lurking fear. Um, yes. It's, uh, it's very well done. Um, there's quite a few points to... Uh, to Team Halloween, uh, but we won't know until we go to our scorekeeper, uh, Ben Allen. Do you persist with your interest in this human triviality? We do. Even as the ragged envoy <laughs> begins the song that will open the dripping gate. <laughs> we do. Then it's 3231 to Halloween. She's a tort one. It's a close one. I'm feeling an emotion. It's kind of lurking. Uh, So the next round is worth uh, ten points, but it might as well be worth two. Um, uh, It is the final round, and it's the debate round. Uh, So, Halloween, you guys are in the lead. Uh, The moot of the debate is that those teens totally deserved it. Um, so, uh, obviously talking about uh, the many, many, many deceased teenagers from horror films uh, from yesterday and today, uh, you can choose whether you are in the affirmative or negative. The moot hath been spoken. <laughs> we'll, go with the, uh, we'll go with the negative. So, you are saying that those teens, the teens did totally not, didn't deserve totally it. did not deserve it. Uh, very well. We're going to go... Uh, so we'll go to the affirmative first. Okay, good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'll give you... Um, uh, I'll give, 
once I find my goddamn stopwatch. Um, I'll give you uh, a minute to uh, to make an opening statement mm-hmm. on uh, that those teens deserved it. Good. Um, I just need to preface this by saying um, Emma's a secondary school teacher and I lecture at a university, so we fucking know this. Yeah, this is totally from the heart. Teenagers are abject shits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even the best ones are. Look, and, and we know, because we were them once, and we deserved it back then too. Um, just just our history of, of, as final girls meant that we left behind all our teenage compatriots as they died, and we survived. We probably shouldn't have even survived. It was just our virginal, high-minded status that uh, got us <laughs> at the end. But teenagers are terrible. They uh, drink. They have sex. Mm. They worry about their ability to afford a mortgage. They uh, mm. worry about their ability what? to afford an education. Yes. These are all things that drive you up the wall if you're in the vicinity of them all the mm. time. Moan, moan, moan. I can't afford to do anything. Oh dear, we're all being killed. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> so, Halloween, uh, your opening statement to, to combat the teenagers are annoying uh, argument. Absolutely. While we agree with the uh, point that they make about teenagers being terrible people, that doesn't mean that they necessarily <laughs> deserve to die. Teenagers. <laughs> Teenagers need to go to survive. They need to go through these bad decisions and learn from them. Uh, this is, dying is a disproportionate response to uh, immoral behaviour, and who are we to judge? Um, as as they themselves have said, I will, I will step in that it is not we who are judging; it is uh, it is killers who are yes. judging. Who who is an arbitrary zombie such as Jason? Or uh, he's or... not a zombie. Well, Sorry. in some of the films, he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we for um, for for uh, these supernatural uh, stalkers or slashers to to pass judgment? Um, they are based on isolated incidents in high stress situations where people are more prone to make bad decisions, mm. and um, we think that teenagers deserve to grow up. They don't deserve to die. They deserve to learn. Well, these okay, guys... tugging on the heartstrings there. Um, no, so I'll give you I'll give you uh, thirty seconds to. Um, to rebut. Firstly, two things. Uh, learning teenagers equals more bad sequels. So the fewer teenagers, the fewer shitty sequels. The second <laughs> is that, yeah. as killers, it is our job to make those decisions about life and death. If we didn't kill teenagers, we'd be out of a job. And if we don't kill teenagers, who are they going to kill? Us. And I don't know about you and everyone at this table, but I'd be all right with living. I'm here to look after my friend, to look after my killer compatriots. We just need to make sure that in this us versus them battle, we come out on top and given that we are supernaturally powered, we have um, (laughs) the uh, ability to tap into interdimensional sadomasochistic kind of magic groups of people Mm -hmm. to come and rip people apart. We have Mm. giant pointy things, phallic objects, Mm. uh, mysterious kind of weird sex business. Cut you off there. But it's mysterious sex business. (laughs) Uh, I I think with mysterious sex business, you always want to kind of leave them wanting a little more. True, um, true. <laughs> that is the true horror. Uh, so, um, 30 seconds of rebuttal for Halloween. Right, well, something you've overlooked here is the amount of teenager-on-teenager teenager slashing here. Like, do the teenagers who do the killing deserve to do the killing? Because they're teenagers too. Mm. And you, you bring the, you, brought, you brought up the point about um, if they you brought up the point about if they don't kill the teenagers who are they going to kill us? I think the adults probably deserve to die more than the teenagers. I mean, look what we've done to the housing situation, uh, buying property, driving up prices, the uh, the, the environment, uh, and the reluctance to make any sort of substantial change. Look at the political situation in America. I think that uh, 
the te teens don't deserve to die, but maybe the adults do. Maybe we should have a world without adults. Yeah, yeah. Between the two, I'd pick get rid of the adults. Mm. Okay, uh, very much a Logan's Run argument there. Um, so, uh, I'll, uh, final statements. Um, this is the thing about being a killer. You don't have to choose between adults and teenagers. You can kill them all. Mm. Mm. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not a zero-sum game here. Um, so, uh, Falloween, closing statement. Don't be mean to the teen. <laughs> To that, to that one teen about whom this debate, uh, around whom this debate centered. Um, so uh, I'll throw this over to our live audience. Um, uh, did those teens totally deserve it? All those who think they did, applaud now. <laughs> and all those who think that those teens totally did not deserve it, Uh, there's definitely a few teens. That's what I was going to say. There's so many teenagers here. They eyeballed the me. <laughs> I believe the children are our future. Oh. <laughs> Teach them well and let them lead the way. Uh, uh, but, uh, let them become our prey. But boy, did they, boy, did they uh, applaud in their own self-interest enthusiastically. Uh, this one, this one goes to the teens, and it goes to Team Halloween. So, Ben, uh, can you calculate the final scores? <laughs> oh, there's a material at the beginning of the great feast. As the mad astronomer Alakul prophesies, the moot is resolved and the feed begun. Go now to your fates. Also, following one, 41 points to 31. Fantastic. <laughs> So that's all from us. Uh, we are the Nerd Degree. Um, you can catch us uh, live in our studio recordings on the first Wednesday of every month at the Orange Studio in Christchurch, New Zealand. Or uh, you can listen online uh, via iTunes or our Facebook page or our website, nerddegree.com, which has links to the aforementioned pages as well. Next month, uh, we have, on November 2nd, we're recording a uh, geography-themed episode to be hosted by Aaron Harrington, entitled Destination Unknown, uh, and a vampire-themed uh, episode hosted by Karen Healy called Bite Night. Uh, so uh, please, please do come along to see that. Uh, please do tune in and listen wherever you may be. Um, Thank you, everyone. We'll just have a final round of applause for our teams, and good nights to you all.